0: Welcome to Pop Goes the Weasel's Podcast, Episode 6.
1: Episode 6, uh, Trading Mom. Trading
0: Mom. I am Allie Whitehurst.
1: I am Michael Furry.
0: We are a husband and wife podcasting dynamic duo.
1: <laughs> and uh, it, for anybody who hasn't heard our shows before, basically we uh, make each other listen to, listen to, read, or watch things that we loved as children. And then uh, discuss them, uh, oftentimes shredding them apart.
0: <laughs> and and ideally, it's things that we haven't watched recently, and that's kind of the the taller order, I would say, because right. I have not only rewatched Dawson's Creek several times in the last five years, I've made you watch some episodes. So yes. it's not to say I won't, but that's why I haven't picked some heavy hitters like Nine Hundred Two and O, or Dawson's Creek, or a million other movies.
1: Well, so last week we actually did a TV show where we watched an entire season, which was Night Court. Yeah. Um, We both loved it.
0: God damn, I love that show.
1: It was such a great show.
0: It's such a great show. And again, impossible to stream, so happily we'll lend our DVDs. (laughs) And DVD player, frankly.
1: But this week we watched the uh, Anna Chlumsky and uh, Sissy Spacek classic. Trading Mom.
0: Trading Mom.
1: Which was uh, Allie's pick for me to watch. It
0: was. So Had have you ever heard of it?
1: You know, I don't. The, the middle image that I had in my head was of something completely different. But it was okay. also children going through like a market and uh-huh. picking out parents. Okay. But in that one, like the parents were behind like glass cases, like at a... Like in a zoo?
0: I believe you're thinking of North, which was my alternate mm-hmm. pick had we not been able to stream. See, I still Mom.
1: think it was prior to North. In my head, it's like <laughs> some 80s movie. But this one, uh okay, well, I mean, per tradition for us, should I give you my synopsis yes, of please. Trading Mom? Okay. Trading Mom is the story of of three shitty, <laughs> shitty kids <laughs> who are fucking monsters and terrible. I'll accept the youngest one. Who's yeah, like, Harry. Yeah, the youngest one, Harry, is fine. Um, they they think that they hate their mom because she's this workaholic, doesn't spend any time with them. And when she does talk to them, it's usually her being naggy and telling them to clean up the room. And uh, So they go to the local witch, uh, who happens to be a gardener, uh, who gives them a uh, a spell to make their mom disappear. Uh, they do the spell, they wake up, their mom's gone, they can't remember their mom, but all of her possessions, uh, including her bed, are missing from her bedroom, just the mattresses are on the ground. Uh, they wreck shop in the house and destroy it in the first day, and then uh, go back to the witch to find out what the hell they're supposed to do now that they don't have a mom. She... Uh, Tells them how to go to the mommy market, where they get to pick out a new mom. They get three coins. Each what each coin is like a token that they can use to check out a mom. Uh, they only get three. After three are used up, they don't get any more. They pick out three different moms, all played by Sissy Spacek. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, they all suck uh, to one <laughs> degree or another. As much as these shitty children are, they are terrible. Like... Uh, anyways, they. Uh, long story short, they uh, they find out that they actually do love their mom and they wanted her back, and that happens. Now, for the minutia of the movie, <laughs> uh, this I didn't hate this movie. So a lot of things that I'm going to say make it sound like I hated this movie. I did not hate this movie. I thought I thought it was a great idea that was very poorly executed. And I think that uh, part of that is because whenever I see Anna Chlumsky, it immediately makes me think of My Girl. And she, she was kind of like the go-to shitty kid actor from like the late 80s, early 90s. Because her being a shitty character in this movie reminded me of her being a shitty character in uh, My Girl, which got her best friend Thomas J killed by bees.
0: You'll be unsurprised to know because I, this is true. Always, I enjoyed this. Set. I, I, I'm sure I saw My Girl One. I have no recollection of it whatsoever at all. But I loved My Girl Two when she goes oh. to L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. I always, lo- I mean, just in the same way that I don't know that I've seen Weekend at Bernie's One. Weekend at Bernie's Two was legitimately really high on my list of You're movies. You're really
1: big on on sequels.
0: I'm big on like, sequel like bad sequels to not great '90s movies. That's a subgenre that I am really severely into. Well, D2 I liked better Mighty Ducks the sequel. Oh yeah, D2
1: is is a far superior movie. However. I would agree. Well, bad news is this movie is not getting a sequel.
0: No, no, no.
1: Um this so okay. This movie sat on it was I found out it was filmed in 1991, mm-hmm. completed 92. Uh-huh. Uh huh because it feels like the thing was shot over a weekend. It does. But it, uh, and then it sat on a shelf for two years before it was being being released.
0: Much like Clifford. Much, much like other, Clifford. So I would say I'm 0 for 3 on my picks. At well, this no, because well, here's the thing I did not hate this movie. <laughs> you did hate Clifford, and you did hate The Babysitter's Club. I, I didn't hate Clifford. I hated The
1: Babysitter's <laughs> Club. I did not hate Clifford. I thought that it was. Off-putting in some elements, <laughs> all elements. Whereas this, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the story. I didn't hate the kids. What I hated was the production value of it and the direction. Like, it's really rare that I can watch a movie uh, because I, you know, I'm not a film major or anything, uh, and I can actually point out where the directing is shit. Like, it's always like that's never occurs to me. This movie, it occurred to me that the director did not know what she was doing. <laughs> And I found, In what ways? Uh, the every How things were framed, how things were lit, how uh, actors, how I perceived them taking their cues and delivering their lines. Mm. It all seemed very, like, very Holly Hobby. To, mm. I mean, it just, so I looked into it. The director of this movie. Uh, Tia Brellis. Tia Brellis is the daughter of the woman who wrote the book. Yeah. This was the only movie she ever directed. Correct. Also, only movie she ever wrote. Correct. She wrote the screenplay for it. I can understand why agents weren't beating down her door to, for, to have her direct something else. Uh-huh. Um,
0: well, so let's pause on that for a second. because okay. I there's not a lot of research you could do about this movie. Because there's just not a lot about this movie. Because I don't think, I I swear, I don't think anyone saw this movie. I think this is going to be another one. Like, like, I honestly thought everyone had seen Clifford, and everyone loved Clifford. Nay, nay. Uh, This one I knew wasn't going to be, like, a super popular one, but I was surprised at how little was online. But so I was reading about the uh, premise of the original book. Okay. And it sounds so much better than the movie that was actually made. Which I think is so interesting. So let me read you the synopsis of The Mommy Market. Potentially called The Mummy Market. I'm not sure Hmm. um, which it actually is. But uh, it is. Elizabeth, Jenny, and Harry Martin live with an unsympathetic housekeeper, Mrs. Hinchley, known as The Gloom. Depressed, the children visit their neighbor, Mrs. Cavour, And I think they kept her name in the movie.
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Um, to ask for advice and learn about the mummy market, a place where children can find new mothers, the children quickly find out that it is harder to find a mother than they realize. Their first selection, Mimsy, is sickeningly sweet and smotheringly overprotective. Their next choice, Mom, is an outdoor lover, amateur taxidermist, and sports enthusiast who exhausts the children and angers them with her competitive behavior. That they kept.
1: Yeah, they kept 100% dead right. Her.
0: And their third mother, Babs, a child psychologist, is so serene and understanding that the children feel compelled to misbehave while under her care. Okay, see, that
1: seems on paper, like, why didn't they just make that book?
0: I agree. And, and
1: it was her own mom's book. It
0: was her own mom's book, and um, she then, you know, her mom knew that the movie was being made, and the movie, unfortunately, was not released before her mother passed away of cancer, but I guess the mother said to her, like, oh, you, you fixed the flaw in my story. Which I completely disagree with. I think it makes the kids and the entire premise so much less sympathetic. That these kids are so ungrateful to their single mom, and there's like a throwaway line at the beginning, like which is a really mean one, like "Oh, well, she's the reason dad left." Right. So yeah, maybe your dad's just an
1: asshole. Right, and apparently it rubbed off on the kids because the kids are fucking assholes.
0: It's such a bummer.
1: There's like there's no. That's part of the problem is there's no like redeem. I didn't feel like the kids were redeemed through it throughout the movie. I I think that there was no, there wasn't that arc. They were just shitty in the beginning and slightly less shitty at the very end. Very slightly less shitty. But like, okay, so let's get into the whole thing that gets set off is it's right before school uh, is about to be out for summer, and Anna Chlumsky. I can't get enough of saying Chlumsky. But Anna Chlumsky uh, gets caught by the principal holding her friend's cigarette that she's about to smoke. Um, So she gets carted off to the principal's office. Meanwhile, the same principal finds her older brother having just pushed... Younger brother. um, Yes. Slightly younger brother. Her her younger brother. uh, The middle brother, I guess. uh, He had just pushed some first grader to the ground because that kid was picking on his little brother. Like, stealing his lunch money or his milk money or something. He took his cookie. Whatever. Or something. And he pushed him, and then the older brother came over and pushed that kid down. Which is fine. I mean, that, that will happen. That seems like a... I mean, yeah, he was being a good brother. The only kid who didn't do anything wrong was the youngest. Harry. Harry. But... When they were, like, their mom got pissed off at them because the school had called them and found out that her daughter was smoking or her son was, like, picking on a first grader. She grounds all of them. All of them. Even the littlest one, Harry. Right. Harry. Harry. Who didn't do anything wrong. For the
0: whole fucking summer.
1: Right. For the whole summer. And tells them that, uh, what, there's no TV. There's no... uh, There's no
0: summer camp. No nothing. No nothing.
1: Uh, Which is, I mean, which sets them off on their tear where they're going to use black magic to get rid of their mother. They go to the local witch?
0: Well, their neighbor who they work for. But they never really set it up that they work for her. They, they talk about it a little bit at the beginning.
1: I, I must have missed that because yeah. I thought they just rolled up on this old bat.
0: And just and, demanded money. No, they were like, oh, good thing she's paying us for blah, blah, blah. They probably uh, like okay. trimming weeds or like, I don't know, whatever some old witch gardener needs. But she's like
1: telling them like Latin incantations and stuff.
0: Yeah. And the, so the actress
1: that plays the, the witch, uh, what's her name? Mrs. some Cavour. She, I love her because she's in several movies that I love. The mo- the one that popped right out to me was Johnny Dangerously, where she plays Ma Kelly, uh, Johnny Dangerously's mom. It, anyways, I've that's, never even heard of that. It's such Maureen a, Stapleton. Yes, Maureen Stapleton. But like, she's legit giving them magic that will erase a human being,
0: like their mother. And to children, and then saying like, "Oh, but this will have consequences." Like, well, they're they're children who are all under the age of thirteen. So,
1: right? I mean, they're basically conjuring dark arts in their in their bedroom. <laughs> they're communing with Satan, okay, or uh, uh, right. whatever they're doing. But the, and they get rid of their mom. Sissy Spacek, by the way, um, I mean, in my head, she's she's always going to be Carrie. Never seen it. Oh, no that's interest. such a bummer. I'm good. That's such a bummer. But like, so she, they get rid of their mom and then they, they just pick out other shitty moms that are all played by Sissy Spacek. But the thing is, is they're picking out these moms for like the base, uh, their first impression of them. Like the first one they pick out is this really fr- like uh fancy French lady
0: uh-huh.
1: who carts them home in a Maman. Maman and she carts them home in a chauffeured limousine. <laughs> has maids and butlers, uh, is like buying them expensive, fancy things, fixing up the house. Putting them in wild outfits with wild haircuts. Right. But like, wasn't really a bad mom? No. Like, and they got rid of her. For the haircuts. For the haircuts. And And because she
0: didn't like their goddamn lizard.
1: Right. And so they traded traded her in for Sissy Spacek as a... Hardcore nature loving, like, like you were reading in the description. But like, she was, she, she was, was horrible, fucking nuts. She was horrible. She was like leading him on hikes, the littlest kid who's like five or something, like making him carry this giant backpack, going Sleep hiking
0: in the rain. But like
1: going camping, but like not camping. They were going on like like a death a, hike, a death march,
0: yeah, up into the march, woods. Right.
1: And like, yeah, it was just. I, I, she was a horrible person. That that person was, was terrible. I mean, she wanted to, like, kill everything and stuff it, which is fine. I mean, taxidermy is awesome.
0: Yeah, we have multiple of th- pieces of taxidermy. Right. And I'm always looking for more. Right, but we're not, like... I don't want to mar-
1: do it myself. Right, but we're not, like, marching down the street trying to, like, ta- Although, if I could taxidermy one of those Chinatown rats... No, nope, we- I'm
0: good. Okay. No, thanks. Um, well, and then she wants to taxidermy their lizard. She wants to breed their lizard and then taxidermy the extras. Yeah. She was extra. a real psycho.
1: Yeah, she was nuts. But they got rid of her not for any of that stuff. It was because they were tired of hiking and her taking over their kickball game.
0: Yeah, she was very mean to the neighborhood kids, though, I will yeah. say. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Yeah. So, and so they trade her in, and it's their last token, and the
0: little kid gets to pick, and he picks the clown troop. This horrified me, even as a little kid. I was so yeah. scared of this. And like, yes, I was also, I mean... As we know, I'm an only child, as are you. And I very much like solitude. I like being yeah. around people, but I also very much like quiet. I'm totally and fine. And my own space. And not only is she a fucking clown with, like, not full makeup, but, like, clown makeup on. Yeah. And a wild clown Just outfit. Just enough to be creepy. Exactly, right. And then she brings, like, at least a dozen creepo carnies with her. In a in a fucking bus,
1: right, and, and then posts them up in their living room. She yeah. had the mom has a bedroom that's been established. Correct. This clown lady is sleeping on the floor in a pile of circus folk, like it's in a pile really of parties.
0: Creepy, including Andre the Giant.
1: Well, I was just gonna get to that because I
0: you I love Andre, Andre the Giant <laughs> too.
1: Like when I was a kid, Andre the Giant was like I mean on WWF now WWE, but then it was WWF. Oh, really. Yeah, and then they got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation. No, I know that or, part. I
0: didn't know Andre the Giant was on it. Oh yeah, he was. He was, Andre the, was, giant. It was Andre
1: the Giant. the <laughs> Giant. But like, he was such a beloved, car- beloved
0: character <laughs> of my
1: childhood. That like seeing him, and this was his last role. This I was know. the last film he made before he died. Yeah, and you could see it because he's walking, kind of like he's got like a cane uh-huh. or a staff, and he's like, he's just not looking good. But like a few years before this. Is when he was Fezzik in Princess Bride.
0: Fezzik. No, isn't Fezzik um, Wallace Shawn? No, that's Fazini. Fizzini. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're
1: right, you're so right. Fezzik. It's Fezzik. Yeah. It's like, you are the Brute Squad. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I was really looking forward to it when I read that we were going to be watching this. It was like, and Andre the Giant is one of the build stars of it. It was such a poor send off for him. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, but, yeah. But, like, it was. Again, I know it sounds like I'm shitting all over this. But I didn't hate the movie, but what I did hate was that it was just poorly directed. I think the lighting was bad. I mean, it, even though it was it was a theater release, it had like that that cheesy TV like light. It was like lit like Saved by the Bell. Like it was it was lit like it was lit like a sitcom. I thought I thought it was lit like a sitcom. It just it. So it was kind of hard to to get into the movie because of that part. But it was mostly the shitty, shitty kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's in general, I think what's kind of interesting about this podcast is we're trying to intentionally pick things that we haven't seen since we were kids. Right. And obviously, as a little kid, you might not align yourself to or like the characters, but you identify most with... The kids, you know, you're watching this as a little kid. Yeah. And I was trying, I was like racking my brain as we were watching it. Like, did I think these were decent children growing up? But I can't remember if I did. I hope I didn't because they're really, really awful. Talk about off-putting. I mean, yes, their mom is a little bit shrill because she's a single, a single working mother. Right. With three kids. With three shitty kids. Right. Three shitty kids. And- so you know it's it's interesting now watching it as a grown up and and as we've talked about you know that we're starting to talk about kids in the you know not so distant future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's and and then in, I was actually reading a quote from Tia Brellis uh, that it's she and she was a mother when she was making the movie and that it's heartbreaking to hear these kids say this kind of thing and, it was and wish really their harsh. Mom, it really was hard and it was yeah terrible and it's weird now like watching it and i'm like it's weird that this was a movie i would have like wanted to rent at the movie store more than once probably more than three times like oh. I, I saw this movie i mean but it's not one that i watched like over and over and over but i definitely saw it multiple times
1: it's so weird there's so many movies like that like when i was a kid i, I knew my dad probably had like like ding 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 warning flags going off in his head because <laughs> there was a movie that i used to rent all the time like at least five times And it was not an age-appropriate movie for me to be watching. (laughs) Um, I was like maybe, I want to say like six or seven, and I was obsessed with this movie called Hunk. And I thought the name of the movie was California Hunk because the, the box of it, was the old blue and yellow California license plate. Uh-huh. And so it's like California at the top, oh. and the license personalized plate was Hunk.
0: I have no idea what that... I've never heard of that movie.
1: It's basically... It's it's this, this nerdy guy makes a deal with the devil to
0: become a Hunk. Like, oh, like a, Bedazzled. It is Bedazzled. Which that is book, a remake of Bedazzled from the 1960s, I believe, with... Roger Moore? No, that's not. Sophia Loren, maybe?
1: I don't know. Anyways. I'll look
0: that one up. So
1: this was a remake of that before they remade it. But like also, right around the same time, there was this movie called She-Devil that came out with Roseanne Barr, and I want to say Meryl Streep. I feel like you're right. Where it was kind of the same story. Like, Anyways,
0: I was obsessed with this movie called Hunk. By the way, it was Dudley Moore and Raquel Welch, which I'm going to call it wins on both of those for us. Equally wrong, equally right. Exactly. Yeah. That's all right. yeah. that's what
1: marriage is all about. <laughs> uh, but like I just remember and and i my dad must have been like I mean I can't my dad is a very nice guy, but I imagine that in his head he was like, Why does my eight year old son want to watch Hunk over and over again? And <laughs> why did you? I don't know. Yeah. I I remember no scenes from the movie. I remember really loving it for some reason. And I remember uh I I kind of thought that the guy who started in it looked like He-Man a little bit when he was the hunk. I don't know. But I was obsessed with that. That's When you were saying that you used to – let's not read too much into that. But like
0: (laughs) – Are you trying to to, like make a deal with the devil and trade me in?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about uh, the –
0: Oh, why I wanted to watch Trading Mom over and over?
1: Yeah, Yeah. and also my – Basically implying that I was a uh, gender fluid eight year old in the late eighties early the nineties.
0: I don't think that's what you said, but fair enough. Uh, uh,
1: fair
0: enough. I'm not nope. drinking, but you are.
1: Yep, I will take it for you. Thank that's you, what God. marriage is all
0: about. <laughs> you know, and I I only say that I saw this movie a lot of times specifically because when I would get upset with my mother she would get exasperated immediately which i know nothing about i'm nothing like that uh, and would say oh well why don't you just trade me in at the mommy market which first of all barbara i'm very glad i didn't i love you very very much but second that means i must have seen it enough that her just kind of passing through the room cuz like i can't imagine
1: <laughs> that like became part of her like go to like yeah, part of her lexicon
0: exactly so that's weird and i think you know i when we are watching this too i love to this day, and I don't know how to put it into words, but I love movies with sort of mini plots or mini story, mini full storylines in them. You know, like like North, and it's the same thing of hating your parents and wanting new ones, which even as a little kid I definitely did not identify with, but I was so intrigued by, I guess. Huh. But I loved, you know, so, and in North it's the same premise, but I think done better. And I both North and Trading Mom are on... Leonard Maltin and Siskel and Ebert's, like, worst movies of the year. I think they both came out in 94. I'm pretty sure. And I'll have to... You can fact check that for me. But um, I just... You know, I liked that. I felt like I was getting more bang for my buck, you know? Like, I I got to go to all all these different places in the world. I got to see all these different characters. I got, you know, and seeing the same characters in these different scenarios. I don't know. Like, there must be a name for that. And I did study film and yet here we are like the trope like repeating trope kind I of thing. guess but I and I'm trying to think like I can't think of any movies recently that I've you know like modern movies with that kind of thing but I really enjoy it whenever it happens like kind of like a montage sequence I, I okay. love me a montage sequence.
1: you really do I really do which I'm really excited to watch Rocky 4 with you. Oh, God. Because it is the king
0: of all montage sequences. To be clear, did I see Rocky 1? You did. Okay. You didn't care for it. I did not. Yeah. I knew I wouldn't, so I just can't remember if I actually saw it or just... Okay, remember
1: when we watched Die Hard? And I was telling yeah. you how Die Hard did this thing, where in the beginning, Die Hard is it's this one guy who's outmatched, and he's like barefoot, and he's it's this total struggle. He's the complete underdog. Uh, it's got uh, Reginald Vell Johnson in it. I mean, it's a great movie all Who we around.
0: named our taxidermy pheasant after.
1: We did. In fact, um, But as the movies progressed, it got more outlandish and more ridiculous and like you just don't give a shit about John McClane anymore. Rocky did the kind of opposite where I feel like the first movie is great, very cinematic and great. And it's, I mean, it was, it's, it's a classic movie. By the time they got to four is when it really got, Awesome, because that's when Rocky's not just fighting. He like he's avenging the death of his friend, and he's like he's literally beating communism. Like it's <laughs> it was the most ra- like I imagine like like even today like conservative Republicans just like jerking off over Rocky IV. Awesome. <laughs>
0: but like but, and topical. Nice work. Well, no, seriously, Russia. Because, yeah,
1: well, I wasn't trying to make it a topical political <laughs> no, thing. I was just God. saying that like it is the most uh, like. Outlandishly American thing ever. He's he's wearing red, white, and blue like flag shorts when he's fighting the Russian guy who's wearing the Russian.
0: It's hey, speaking of American flag shorts, uh-huh. uh huh. Our new hobby of the video dance game Just Dance,
1: uh huh. We've been playing the shit out of Just Dance 18.
0: We have. We really have, and it's really fun. Your, I mean, your classic go-to is the song from Moana. Oh, yeah. You're constantly trying to beat your high score on Dancing to Moana.
1: I just want to see how far I'll go.
0: <laughs> nice. But last night you opted to do Eye of the Tiger. Oh, I did. And you did a good job. Oh, I killed it. Yeah. but And is not- in American flag shorts. I don't think I, I... Did he wear those in the first one? I don't know. Anyway. No, no.
1: But see, the reason he was wearing them was because Apollo Creed was wearing them. And then he got killed by the Russian guy. So Rocky was like wearing his shorts. It, I don't, it was it's a whole thing you'll you're gonna hate it but we'll watch it it'll be great um
0: damn this podcast
1: anyhow getting back to this movie trading mom <laughs> I wanted to look into how it was made a bit and so that's when I found out that the director was the daughter of the woman who wrote it uh-huh. and wrote this the producer on it was Rafaela de Laurentiis. uh-huh who I didn't I knew that I recognized the name, but I didn't know why. Can I tell you the other films that she's produced? I would like very much to do so. Yes, I
0: read you this list while we were watching it.
1: Oh, I know. But I just want to read it because they're all movies that I love.
0: (laughs) And ones I either would hate or do hate.
1: Conan the Barbarian. No thanks. Conan the Destroyer. Keep it. Dune.
0: I'm good. Prancer. I don't know what that is, but it's where it's like
1: it. Santa's reindeer prancer crashes into the barn of this little girl, and they nurse it back to health. And
0: oh,
1: oh yeah, you would love prancer. Oh, okay, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Nope, Dragon Heart, which is pretty good. It's all about Sean Connery as a talking dragon, and huh. yeah, it's kind of neat. Uh, forbidden Kingdom. What's that? It's uh, it's about a kingdom that is forbidden. It's a martial artsy movie. Oh god! Uh, and then Cole the Conqueror.
0: I mean, it's
1: this is a real 180. Yeah, so aside from Prancer, she was making a lot of badass movies and then made this. And I'm assuming it was because somebody told her, uh, hey, we have Andre the Giant and Sissy Spacek, and who wouldn't want to watch a movie based on that as the pitch alone? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I would, if I could see a shot-for-shot remake of When Harry Met Sally- Starring Andre the Giant and Sissy Spacey. Ooh, that would combine two of our great loves.
0: Uh, yeah, and really bastardize both. I would say. Right. Also interesting that she is the daughter of Dino De Laurentiis yeah. and the aunt of Giada Giant Head De Laurentiis. Giant Head De Laurentiis. She. You should do yourself a favor and Google image Giada.
1: Giada. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Her head is so large for her tiny, adorable little body. And the overpronunciation of Italian words I can really do without. She's not my favorite. My mom enjoys her somewhat, but I do not.
1: Oh, she's a chef?
0: Yeah. She's got a giant head. I'm aware. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It legitimately looks like an optical illusion. And I think about it constantly. And I'm sad that I don't have the opportunity to talk more about her giant head. She... She's very pretty. Okay, it's partially because... But I'm not trying to head or body shame her whatsoever at all, even a little bit. But it's it's surprising.
1: No, she's very pretty, but this picture that comes up, like, right off on my first search... Uh-huh. It's partially because of her haircut and partially because of how her shoulders are going. It's and really not. Partially because of how her boobs are hanging out, but she looks
0: like what a middle schooler draws a penis to look like. Yeah, exactly. Or like she, a cartoon sexy lady. Very similar. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: I... I was not aware of her or her head, but you were right. You're welcome. Again, she is a very pretty woman, but she has a giant head.
0: Yeah. She keeps all those recipes and Italian pronunciations in there.
1: Nice. Um, Well, I'm wondering if the... I don't think that the proceeds from this movie helped out in her uh, culinary
0: I think that family's doing
1: all right. They're doing all right, but not because of this movie. This movie... No. This movie had a box office release of... Uh, $300,000 is yes, what it made. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and then it went to video. Because the company that made it, the company that produced this, along with, uh, with Dealer um was known for making straight-to-video movies. But they got their start buying other, like, properties and securing the rights to distribute them to, to VHS. So, like, I don't think that they had a lot of stake in it. I, th- I think that they thought, okay, well... We're running out of other movies and stuff to buy to put straight to video. So we'll make our own. And, like, it later became Magnet and, like, all these other... Like, it kept getting bought and going bankrupt and being bought by other companies. Huh. And it's a company that's still out now and still putting out, like... I think it put out, like, Fast and the Furious or something. The huh. same the same company that bought the company that bought this company. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean, this...
0: I wish everyone listening, the three people who <laughs> listen to this... <laughs> Wish they could see your hand movements to show me what company buying another company being bought by another company looks like. Yeah, it, it's like I it, wouldn't have understood had you not used your hands to... It's,
1: it's like one of those Russian nesting dolls mm-hmm. that Rocky would have beat the shit out of. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, yes, I, fine, agreed. It's not a high production value movie. It also only had a budget of $4 million. Like, it's not... You know, it wasn't right. like a, bl- it didn't, it didn't lose a lot. I mean, it did, it lost $3.7 million, but like <laughs> it's, you know, they, again, to your point, didn't have a lot of stake in the game. I, I just am so bummed I've been, cause this is a movie that I have not seen since I was maybe maximum 10 years old, right. uh, maximum. So it's one that I really haven't seen in forever since I was a little kid And specifically the scenes at the mommy market, again, it's that idea of like trying on these different lives, but in like microcosm where you just go booth to booth. Right. So I I just remember loving those scenes and the rest of it was like fluff. It was fine. It was whatever. But it was like specifically the scenes at the mommy market that I was obsessed with, I think. Yeah, that was, the mommy market was actually pretty cool. And it was kind of mystical and it was hidden and only kids who were supposed to be there could find it. Like I liked all those pieces.
1: And all of the authority, like all the people running it were, like, slightly older
0: kids. I know, they I were loved like, that. It's yeah. like the Santa Claus. Yeah. It's like how Bernard is in charge at the North Pole, and he's just a slightly older kid. Right, and that's what all... I mean, it was just being run by the kid, but they, like, they had, like, They were militant.
1: They were harsh. Yeah. And, like, but again, these shitty kids, when they ran out of coins, what did they do? They broke the rules, of course. They went in, and they tried to break open the the chest of magic gold coins. Mm-hmm got caught doing it, and then run out of the place. And then, like, I thought... Because they were very militant, like, the, the the slightly older kids running it. And they run up to him and I thought that they were going to, like, physically harm them. And they I just know. stopped there, and they said, you're not allowed here ever again.
0: Yeah. And then the mommy market <clears throat> disappears when they try to go back. Right. It was dramatic. Yeah. But, like,
1: these kids ended up getting their mom at the end. Yeah. And everything was fine. They didn't
0: learn a lesson. They, they didn't... Did, well... sensibly they learn to appreciate what they have they did and they want they made up
1: pardon me they made up like they were saying that like the mom hugging her and telling her how much they love her and she was saying well okay i love you too i love you too but you're still grounded uh and rightly so but also they're making it up for not having their mom around for weeks and saying how much they love her, and the part they're living out. Sorry, we used black magic to make you disappear into the ether. Yeah, like they. Ah, it was yeah. just, They're basically using the craft. I mean, and they were. And then got Another work, movie I've thought about having you watch. I love them. I love I the craft. Uh, and then they, yeah, they they expel their mom to the dark void of the underworld, uh, bring her back, and you're
0: reading a lot more into this than is it portrayed was in the movie.
1: Black magic. Okay. Uh, and then they were going to make it up to her by making her pancakes. And, like, d- did they really learn a lesson? They, don't, they didn't seem to have learned the gravity of their actions.
0: They're all, they are also kids. I feel like we need to change the premise of this podcast to where you just have me watch things.
1: I don't think that's true at all. Again, I did not hate this movie. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I didn't hate this movie. I didn't think it was a steaming pile of shit or anything. I just think that it was... I think that it was a great idea, a great premise, with good actors that was poorly directed and poorly assembled. And yeah. So it so it was, like, it wasn't a full train wreck, but, like... It was headed there. The caboose got jangled.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, it no, was... No, I don't think it's a good movie. I mean, again, like, I don't fully trust my 10-year-old opinion. But here's my question to you. And I was also thinking about this, because I was trying to, like, put myself back into the head of me as a kid at what age and you may not have an answer to this but I've thought about it a lot at what age did you like do you look back or like did you start to feel like you thought in the same way that you do now as a grown-up um
1: you know I I definitely had a lot more convictions when I was younger like uh, uh, really you have a yeah. lot of
0: opinions and convictions now my friend
1: I have a lot of opinions. And I'm loud about a lot of stuff, but deep down, <laughs> I don't really care that much about a lot. Like, I I, I rattle my saber pretty good, but, like... <laughs> Is that
0: an expression? Yeah. Rattle your saber? Yeah,
1: I think you're saber rattling. Someone.
0: I like that.
1: Yeah. Ooh. I do that very
0: well. You do. And, and I, I get... Uh, you get real riled about some things that are very surprising. I get flash angry about certain things. Yeah. But, like... But for about six seconds. And you're like, eh, I don't care. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... Things on the news or things I see on Twitter really fire me up. Well, because the world is falling apart, dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire and it's falling apart. Uh, But like deep down, I'm like, I've got contingency plans in my head. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe they'll bomb San Francisco. We'll be fine. I mean, we'll figure out a way out. We will club people to death if we have to to get out. It's just going to be a thing. I, you're looking at me really weird, like now. Like we haven't had several post apocalyptic (laughs) talks.
0: We see, I don't feel like (laughs) I I can I can think of one when I was early on, not super early, but early ish on in our relationship. And you really wanted me to watch and like The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. I tried so hard to like that show. I watched three or I think I watched four solid seasons of it. Yeah. And then finally. You were a trooper. was like, I can't watch another second of this. I hate this so much. It's always bad. Oh, but I So I remember I like, like a post, like I remember like a zombie conversation where I just said like, no, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to, I'm not going to fight. I'm not. I'm not going to let you. So, but Clark and I will just lay there. We'll be like the, uh, the couple in Titanic that just lays on the bed and waits for death. No, look, fine, first. Actually, I mean, or not, whatever. But but that I don't really feel like is, I wouldn't call that a contingency plan. I would say sure it is. more than that, we've talked about like, oh, we should really have an emergency kit yeah. or like, what do we do? Where do we meet if there's an earthquake or we work across the street? What do we do? You know, like those are the kinds of things I feel like are like normal adult human conversations. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like, uh, I do have, I, I think that I've got contingency plans in my head for the zombie apocalypse. And again, if you'll remember it's that. The,
0: it's the it use of the word plan that I feel like, the, it's not a foregone conclusion that there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. Grab the
1: things I love, kill everything in sight until we're safe. That is the plan.
0: <laughs> okay, but I guess like it's not one that you'll probably have to reach for,
1: right? No, I mean, I was a Cub Scout. I can, yeah.
0: (laughs) I was a Girl Scout. I didn't, I mean, I learned like a couple things.
1: We'll be fine. But I think, if you recall, that conversation started out because I was saying, I really hope that there is not a zombie apocalypse because think of what that'll do to property value. Great.
0: (laughs) The housing market (laughs) would
1: crumble and we would be able to get a massive house. Granted, we'd have to fortify it with like barbed wire and like. And like a moat. Fire and stuff. Yeah. But, pretty sick deal.
0: Yeah, well, I don't feel like money is going to be a thing. Right, exactly. So, I don't think so, bro, okay. So, I'm just saying that, I mean... (laughs) I do engage. You're right. (laughs) I I say that I don't, and I don't feel like I do, and then... I just feel
1: that in a post-apocalyptic world is when our lot would really improve.
0: I don't agree, given... Oh, we've been better, but given how often we use every possible service of convenience... Like, the day, and we weren't even hungover, we didn't even have that as an excuse, that we had eight deliveries. Oh, yeah. Eight. But some of those were pre-ordered things from, like... Don't care. Yeah. Eight deliveries in a day is unacceptable. It is completely unacceptable. So I feel like in a post-apocalyptic world, not it's not just like, oh, deliveries. fuck, we have to go to the grocery store. Now it's like...
1: We have to go forage and hunt for food.
0: <laughs> I don't think I'll do well at that. I think we'll have a lot of pets and then die of hunger. Wild pets that I just tie ropes around. Yeah, all these limbs. Yeah, look, honey. We as an an introvert, it sounds fine to be in a fortified. We need the people we love. Yeah. Hey, but I will also say, you did for like two months. I maybe it was around the time we were we were like watching a lot of Walking Dead. You joined like a doomsday prep. Subscription box?
1: Okay. It was... Uh,
0: whew, Is wow. that not... How wrong am I? Y-
1: you're like 90% accurate. Okay. Right? So, okay.
0: i have only ever really gone for
1: 90. 90%. I never need 100% no, accurate, it was. So this, I don't care. It was this thing that I saw on Facebook and it was like, uh, watch this video and you get a free gift or something. And it was like a video about starting fires in the, in the woods, like not like maliciously, but like if you need to, <laughs> it wasn't like a how to to like.
0: Arson. It wasn't like, fuck Arson you, Smokey. Wilderness. Yeah.
1: No, it was, yeah, it was like something. And then my gift that I got from them was this Flint, uh, this, it's a keychain bottle opener slash Flint lighter. So you can start a fire with it. Doesn't
0: it not work though?
1: Oh no, it totally works.
0: Oh, okay. You it's have a, tested it in our house multiple times. which I,
1: feels. I didn't cool. real. Okay, I didn't realize that it was co- coated in a protective plastic over the front. <laughs> and I
0: wouldn't. you it, were really mad. You're like this fucking thing. This is such trash. Yeah, but once but I scraped it enough join. that that, piled, <laughs> that came off, it totally worked. <laughs> I bet if you just peeled it off right when you got it, it would have come off no problem.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If I would have read the instructions again with it, you never do that. No, not not once.
0: Eh, I mean, it's paid off handsomely. But then another month, because you were in it for several months, and I think it was like fifteen dollars a month. Thing. Yeah, but I
1: didn't realize that at the time. And then no,
0: so I canceled it because after this, sent me the second thing to start fires. No, no, no. They, the second one was a man's bracelet that was made of rope. That then you and you were like, look, honey, we could use this rope for millions of things. I, and you legitimately wore the man's rope bracelet for a week. Okay, two things on that. Again, ninety percent accurate.
1: Mm-hmm. Falling a little bit. Okay, two things. That was a, and I hate to admit this, that was a different. <laughs>
0: different
1: also, what do you say bracelet? You mean parachute cord coiled up around a cutting device and a compass. The one and around your wrist. For camping purposes. It's not like I wore it out on the town.
0: We weren't camping.
1: We were in the living room. Yeah, well, We may need rope. You don't know that. We don't. What if what if the zombie apocalypse or a uh, 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 bomb or something something went off that like shit got real? Okay, would you or would you not like to have at 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 your immediate disposal on your wrist uh, a bunch of parachute cord and a compass and something to cut things with?
0: No, I want you to have those things, so keep that close. Um... But speaking of, <laughs> I love that we've, should this just become a a, a doomsday prep for lazy, lazy dirtbags? Yeah, we rabbit hole pretty deep on that. We did. But on that same rabbit-hole note, uh, my very favorite, most obsessed podcast, My Favorite Murder, mm-hmm. which needs no plugging by our podcast with two listeners. Yeah. But it is the best <laughs> podcast in the entire world. Uh, they were talking about, probably nuclear war. I don't remember what the topic was, but they were, and they also live in California. Maybe it was earthquakes, but they were saying like, oh, I was about home invaders because that's, it's a true crime podcast. That's what it was. My apologies. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, they were talking about how horrible it would be if someone like came to attack you and then you're naked. Like if you sleep yeah. naked. And so like how now Georgia doesn't sleep naked anymore because of that fact.
1: Uh, and the so, terror?
0: Yeah, and so then they were saying that you should keep a pair of running shoes under your bed and then clothes that's next to your bed. Like, some some kind of pants and shirt, at least, next to your bed. I, I definitely did that. I did all of those things. I, I don't know if you noticed. I do that every night, and you well, that's get mad you're, at it. Okay, that's because you leave things in a pile, like a, you live in a hovel. It's clothes and shoes. I have mine folded. All right, fair and enough. And clean. Your hamper is six. Anyway, this is really (laughs) highly (laughs) unnecessary. You should take a fair enough drink for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like in this dumpster fire world that we're living in, we do kind of need those mild preparations. You made us kind of an emergency kit.
1: Yeah, we've got, we have, uh, let's see, we have antibiotics. We have uh, giant jugs of water, enough to last us for a week.
0: Should we put some giant jugs of wine in there, too?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, we already have that shit boxed up, up, ready to go. True. We'll just
0: take our wedding wine.
1: (laughs) We always have a wedding supply. (laughs) We always have a wine supply. Um, No, I mean, uh, we can grab the rest of the booze on the way out. uh, For fire-making purposes... Of course, and for like Connor, like if we have to amputate something, we're gonna want whiskey to pour on it, like old timey doctors did.
0: Yeah, like Claire in Outlander, another excellent, excellent. Yeah. Se- I won't have you read that because it's the first one is eight hundred pages. Yeah, I did like, have my mom read it. There's like twenty of them, aren't there? There are, I believe, eight of them, and they just get progressively longer. I think I'm on six, and it's I think sixteen hundred pages. Wow! So just a casual casual <laughs> light read
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean we're, we're gonna want to grab all that stuff if we need to do field amputations
0: yeah uh yeah anyhow anyway <laughs> that one was that was a pretty rough tangent i would say we're gonna want to grab the banjo <laughs> well, yeah we need entertainment and the, ukulele. And the tutor yeah. and the cats and the cats Definitely. Always the cats. Never not the cats.
1: Yeah. We'll just strap the banjo and the uh, fire-making devices to the cats yeah. and lead them to safety.
0: Um, so, trading mom. <laughs> trading mom.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> One interesting thing about... I couldn't figure out why I knew... I mean, Anna Chlumsky, I'll give you. Uh-huh. She's in lots of things. Yeah. And so pretty. Uh, but the, the brothers looked so familiar to me. And I was like, oh, they, they just were in every 90s thing in the world. Turns out, no. As you pointed out, the actors were brothers in real life. Right. And I realized what I know both of them from, because they appeared in another movie together. What is that? Babysitter's Club movie, 1995. Oh, wow. Yep.
1: Wow. Yep. All right. I mean, I feel like, and I hate myself for saying this, but I kind of feel like... At some point, I need to watch the Babysitter's Club movie uh, to really see if my reaction is the same as it was to the book.
0: It will be. But, uh, so, there's a Babysitter's Club, like, TV show that I feel like was on maybe in Canada. I definitely watched it on, like, taped videotapes in Pittsburgh with my cousin Rebecca at my Uncle Jan's house when I was little. Wow. So, I used to go visit them in the summer. And... I remember, like, watching it on VHS. I don't know if the TV show exists. Like, I'm sure it's not I on feel, streaming. I feel like that was an
1: HBO thing.
0: It might have been. Oh, it might have been HBO. But it was yeah. definitely something that, like, I didn't have access to otherwise. So that, I would say, is, like... And that's, like, early 90s. I would say oh, that's yeah. closer to the book. Whereas I would say the movie... It has some... Okay. I was gonna say stars, which feels like I'm really reaching. Okay, but it has people you might recognize, <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't also because it came out just a teeny bit later. So oh. it, I don't know.
1: No, I definitely think that was an HBO show. I remember, I think I actually saw an episode here or there. <laughs> snooze, goodbye. Well, I hate this. Well, no, because it. They also put out at the same time. They had Encyclopedia Brown. Was an I still HBO don't series? Know what that is? It's, it's a like, book,
0: right? A series of books. It's yeah. It's this kid
1: detective who's just like really smart, and him and his—I want to say her name's Sally. Like his best friend. Mm. Uh, they solve mysteries like around the neighborhood and school and stuff. Hmm. I don't know, but I feel like that and Babysitters Club were like part of HBO's like summer. Your kids kids are at home while you're at work. We're going to put on some programming for them.
0: Yeah, let them watch things based on books so they don't read
1: the books. And I remember, yes, yes, that's what it was, because I definitely remember uh, watching Encyclopedia Brown, and then Babysitter's Club came on. I was like, eh, whatever. And then getting so pissed off because what really sucks about that whole plan is they get you sucked in with this kids' programming, and then right in the middle of summer, they interrupt everything all day for fucking Wimbledon.
0: Mm, that's a bummer. And like,
1: I, yeah, tennis is cool, but like, that's a lot. That that chunks out a whole lot of uh, day I, daylight hours. Yeah, and I was a, I was just like You're as an adult busy kid. I, I was an indoor kid. <laughs> uh, and uh, when you take away an indoor kid's, like, that's might be why I hate tennis to this day. <sighs> is because I feel like the Wimbledon really. Destroyed a part of my summers as a child. Oh my god! And all, so dramatic. And that's why I wouldn't see the movie Wimbledon they made with uh, uh, what's her name from Spider Man and uh, the Kristen
0: Dunst and Paul Bettany, I believe, yeah. are is the cast. I'll tell Paul's you, what in so Marvel they, movies. Hmm. Wow! Chris Beaver loves the movie Wimbledon. To this day, I can't bring myself
1: to watch it because of my ill thing. feelings towards Wimbledon.
0: Hmm. You know what I realized? Speaking of uh, adult programming, cutting out children's programming, and I don't, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. Maybe we have. Uh, I've had a real renaissance of my obsession with true crime. Yeah. And I realized, and again, my favorite, my favorite murder thank for that. <laughs> but they were talking about like when did they know? You know when when do they remember being? Into true crime, you know, like what oh, got yeah. them into true crime, basically. And someone says an ant Rule book, and I don't remember what the other one says. So I was thinking about it, and I know I've talked to Vicky quite a bit about this, because she got me into My Favorite Murder. And I realized it's because TGIF, the just phenomenal ABC Friday Night lineup from the 90s, it had yeah. so many different amazing shows. Oh, yeah. And it was from 8 to 10. Yeah, Family Matters. Step by Step, Full House, I
1: think. Yeah, Full House. Right? Earlier than that was like Perfect Strangers with Balky (laughs) Bartokomus.
0: And Cousin Larry. (laughs) It had so many good shows. But at 10 o'clock, 2020 came on.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's
0: why I love True Crime. Because then I, of course, wanted to stay up later. I wasn't ready to go to bed. I was cranked from all the excellent programming. And so then I would just like... And for a very short while, I had this like really old, like early 80s like really thick tv in my room that didn't have a remote you had to go up and like switch on the tv on the knob Mm -hmm. and it got three channels it got pbs mbc and abc or whatever and i would then like watch it in my room and it was like no one was really watching me so i'm like oh i can totally watch 2020 now (laughs) and i think it was a little more still like news magazine at the time but it definitely always had murders yeah and i was watching it at eight probably nine maybe that? When do kids go to bed? I don't know. I like. I, don't I feel know. like. Anyway, but this is so something we got to figure out before we have kids. Probably right. They fall asleep when they fall asleep. What are they? Got, oh jobs? my god! Uh, knowing that n- neither of us are the best sleepers, I think that's a really bad plan. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I love true crime. Interesting.
1: That, yeah. Did did you watch? Uh, did you watch like uh, unsolved mysteries and things like that? Mm. Oh wow!
0: Because it's like I just had immediate access to it because it was already on the channel that I was on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I watched a lot of shows because of that. Like, uh, they were on because they were on in the background. Yeah. So like my parents hadn't changed the channel. It'd yeah. be like some, it seems like if, if I recall, maybe it's just cause I was young, but I remember all of the stories, like the news stories being really gruesome when I was a kid. Like that's when like, a lot of kidnappings
0: were happening. Like, Well, you know about my fear of kidnapping as a little kid. Right. I be- slept under my bed for one year because of the movie Kindergarten Cop. But also like Polly Class and every single other kid who got kidnapped. Yeah, Polly cool. Class.
1: That's the one I was trying to remember. The yeah. Name. Yeah. And it seems like, but there was like this whole chain of them. That yeah. Like, but it was, it was a terrifying time to be a kid. I can only imagine what it's like now. It, totally. But like, because that things was Things are terrifying. way worse now. Oh, things are a thousand times worse now. So, you know, knock on wood. And I went to school in a really small town, so, like, a lot of that stuff wasn't happening. Or if it did, like, like a crime in... Quin- well, uh, never mind. I was going <laughs> to say a crime in Quincy would get solved right away, because everybody knows each other. But they still don't know what's up with the Kennedy murder. And that was... But they just reopened that investigation. Yeah, but they're not... I mean... Eh, eh,
0: they're not going to... Nothing's going to come of it. Anyhow, Trading Mom... <laughs> yeah, I feel um, like this movie was a really bad pick, in that we... Cannot make ourselves talk about it. Yeah, it's I, shitty kids who did a shitty thing. Yeah, and got punished with these other shitty moms. So hopefully they're nicer to their like pretty decent seeming mom. Right after the movie ends, that's the whole thing. And we're like, but yeah. it is streaming on Prime. Right, and you know, yeah, it's on Prime. It went, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, so my final takeaway from it, I guess, is that uh, I didn't hate it, but. Um, <laughs> I can see why everyone it, did. Everyone <laughs> who, did. Who did watch it. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. understand that. It wasn't the worst. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. No. My takeaway is I'm, I know most kids will, or pretty all kids will say mean things to their parents, but it made me very scared to have children. And. Ooh, I
1: that. Especially if they're using the dark arts.
0: Oh my God. You the dark arts. Um, <laughs> And it it was kind of a bummer. It was, like, fine. I, like, kind of enjoyed watching it just for the nostalgia. But, like, eh, not good. It's not a good movie.
1: No, it's not a good movie. But. What are you going to do? What are you going to do?
0: So, what's next, my friend?
1: Uh, tonight, we're actually going to be um, watching your movie. Uh,
0: well, your choice for me.
1: Yes. This would I, never be
0: my movie. Finally getting to it.
1: I, and I'm let me tell you, I had, a, I had a wind up on this one because the new, as you know, I'm really amped about the new Karate Kid uh, TV show coming on YouTube.
0: I assume we're going to watch the original Karate Kid since I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, but we're not going to watch that tonight. No, I know. No. Um, tonight, we're going to watch one of my favorite movies of all time. A movie you've heard me talk about a lot. hmm There can be only one. We'll be watching Highlander.
0: I don't know...
1: Okay. You'll 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 I'll learn I just, guess. You'll you'll know what it means. It'll be fine. It'll become very apparent. Anyhow, uh
0: thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs>